previously on Quest Friends Forever. Well, one of the things about our festival here in town is that every single attendee must give something. The act of giving back and sharing really spreads the harvest tide spirit and praises the Overgod of Feast. I fear about paying an adequate tribute to the Overgod of Feast if we postpone it too long. It's supposed to happen today. Every living thing in Remedy is just gone. Let's go ahead and make the the contribution to the Overgod of Feast on the behalf of the town. I'm just trying to fulfill their commitment to the god with whatever people I have here. Unfortunately, there is no 100% concrete way to get a god to speak to you or even appear. It is said that anyone can ask for a blessing and potentially receive some kind of personal benefit. I'm Foster Grant. Great to meet you. Yeah, I'm seeking the overgod and knowledge for either, you know, a sign or a blessing. Trying to get a business off the ground. I call them sunglasses. What are you trying to do? Get him to pay for our rooms. Get your things. Come on in, troopers, he says. Aw. Barrymore is laying on the shore. A crackling blue and white wave of energy begins to emerge from the surrounding trees. All living things in Rosewater have just somehow vanished. You awaken in your comped, quote, comped room at the Lakeshire Inn. Stephanie, Val, and Ellie wake up fully rested after four hours, but Jared sleeps eight, so everyone just has to kind of chill for a little while, I guess. Honestly, that's the most realistic thing about my character. Uh, (laughs) That's me in real life, so hey, shout out. Your inability to wake up without a, a gallon of coffee? Well, and also I just sleep in later, and I'll be like, it's fine. It's great. Yeah, so the two elves and the robot are like up and dressed and ready, and everyone's just sitting around while Jared, I imagine, just like snores really loud, like yeah. sprawled, ac- sprawled across the bed. Just I've, got my, I've got my portable CPAP. <laughs> do, uh, do you have the mask over your eyes? Yeah. Yeah. Does he do the thing like in cartoons because he's all about like stealing money and being and like getting money? So he goes, so when he snores, he goes, <sighs> rob the bank, rob the bank, rob the bank. Oh, oh talking to sleep. like. Like uh, so, Mr. Krabs and SpongeBob. Yeah, money, 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 money. Yeah, money, 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 money. Yes, money, 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 money. He's taking a Mr. Krabs nap. A must. Uh, do the elves of the robot want to do anything before we before we hit the road? Like, hit the road as and leave this, or like do do something here in the hotel? In the room, just in the room. I don't know. I'm just making sure before we. I must sleep. Go on the adventure. So I snuck out and went into town and found some uh, fruit and some mead again. Classic. A throwback. And then I we came love it. back. And then I came back. And I am. So Jared is just passed out on the bed, probably like all the way like a toddler looks in the middle of the night with arms all spread out and all kung fu yeah. snoring and drooling everywhere. I'm definitely farting occasionally. And you guys <laughs> are not enjoying that. <laughs> well, it's okay. I don't. I can't sense smell. It's fine. Um, nor can I be poisoned by smell, okay. by farts. <laughs> Good on you. So I am, but instead of instead of being a total asshole running into the room like I would normally do, instead I am very quietly and patiently waiting beside the bed next to Jared with a tray of fruit and mead for some reason because that's apparently that's all anybody ever eats for breakfast in these towns. I don't know what to tell you. That's just what they have at the store. I don't know. And I'm just there patiently waiting for him to to wake up and i will offer him breakfast so just to be clear there's just a robot 
standing perfectly still, holding a tray right beside the bed where Jared is sleeping, just waiting. Is yeah. that right? Amazing. Yeah. <laughs> he's my friend. I'm going to take care of him. I'm going to make sure that he's nourished for our journey. That apparently Did you we're going nourish on. This us? is a very important journey, and, and Val knows this because clearly- us? Hello. Did you did you like what? help me and Ellie too? Or are you only doting on Jared? That's important. I mean, either way, I'm fine with it. So yeah, I left also a bunch of stuff on the table in this room. Okay, at the okay, end. okay, okay. Val got breakfast for everyone, just like last time. Yeah, I got breakfast <laughs> for everyone. I'm not a jerk. So, <laughs> all right, Jared. So you wake up, and there's some <laughs> robot just lording Hello. over you. Hello. <laughs> That's my wake up. <laughs> And I and I inch forward just a hair. How can I help you today? And you hear that? You hear me? the clink, clank, clank, clank of of robot arms slightly lifting and then stopping. So like all the the silverware and the what the container, like the bowl and stuff. It's just clink, clank, clank, clank. Yeah. Oh, not spilling it, but very close to spilling it all over Jared. I pick the pick up the tray. I grab the meat off the thing. I pick the tray up, and I look to the rest of the group, and I'm like, everyone, take note. This is how I want to wake up from this day forward. Thank you. I'm not paying sure attention. Sure thing. Sure thing. It is now it is now written into my programming to oh. follow instructions on it uh, every oh. time now. Been given Iconic. a new directive? Okay. Yes. Yeah. If breakfast then oh. Jared is now written into your code. Yeah. Oh. I right. mean So Oh uh, wait. Okay. But wait wait wait, I'm not done yet. <laughs> so I'm also going to take a, a robot fistful of berries and just chuck them in the back compartment of my chassis just in case we end I... up somewhere where there is no breakfast available. And at which point programming will then tell me to then grab said berries and weeks offer them to old breakfast. Weeks, weeks old, old berries. Weeks yeah. old ass berries. Yep. Love that. Great. Love a chassis fruit. You gotta love that chassis fruit. So, chassis fruit. y'all enjoy your breakfast. Thank you, Val. Um, yum, 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 yum. Hey, Val. Sure hey, thing. Val. Uh, Val, how did you pay for that? Hello. Uh huh. <laughs> You're gonna have to tell Hello. me how you pay- did. You steal breakfast in the in the fantasy Vatican City, where Retreat. all the gods are constantly watching. Retreat. <laughs> Retreat. <laughs> okay. Move along. Nothing to see here. Amazing. So. As you enjoy your contraband breakfast, apparently. Uh, <laughs> Contra breakfast. Contra breakfast. Y'all finish. Y'all uh, are, are up and dressed, and it is uh, time to head out to the shrines. So you uh, open the door to leave, but there is a package on the ground right in front of your room out in the hall. If this... Okay. It's a bomb. So let's kick it off the fucking porch. Well, you're inside of an inn. Okay, um, I say to the group, hold on, it could be a bomb. A fantasy I, bomb. A fantasy bomb. Oh my goodness. I tiptoe towards it, and I softly kick it with my foot waiting to hear something. Uh, you hear some uh, rattling around in there, but it's like, not like a bomb rattling, like there's there's things in the box like sliding around, like smaller individual objects. Is it sunglasses? Is there sunglasses in the box? No one's opened the box yet. Oh, dear. No, thank you. Okay. I pick up the box mm-hmm. and uh-huh. I open it. I don't know. <laughs> what do so I do Jared, with this? So, Jared, you open this box 
And on the very top, you see a uh, a handwritten note. Okay. That says, to my new best buds, oh, foster, Jesus. foster Grant, and then a line break. And then it says, and he kind of like changed his handwriting. And it says, sun's out, glasses out, and then a winky face emoticon. And then another oh line goodness. break. And then another line break. And then in parentheses, it says, I'm still workshopping the slogan and then a drawing of a thumbs up. Okay. Ouch. And under that handwritten note, there are four pairs of Foster's sunglasses prototypes. Go ahead and add them to your inventory if you would like to keep them. Uh, what yeah, do I do? Oh, sorry. There are four pairs. Do I need these? Uh, they are, You maybe you test them or something, but they are not magical. They are just regular ass sunglasses. What are they called? Sunglasses. They don't Can have you a name. Repeat like that a, actually. Trade, trade, trademark name. Sunglasses. He calls them. So, sometimes. so I'm gonna need you to slow down. How do you spell the first part? It's S U N G sung, and then L A S S E S lasses. Oh, sunglasses. Yeah. Is that hyphenated? Uh, only if you want it to be. It's actually in quotes. Uh, what style is the frame? Foster and w- grants. What is it made out of? They're foster grants. I. Uh, I'm sorry. I need to know. Um. In real, like, what do they look like, Danny? Paint this uh, portrait for me. I mean, I will just Google a picture of Foster Grant sunglasses. They're just Ray Bans. No, they're, no they're not Ray Bans. Have they're the technology Grants. to is Fantasy World of ours have a technology to to heat like uh, what is what are glasses made out of? Not just plastic, but there's something else in them. Po- polystyrene As- acetate. Uh, they're just black plastic ones like they kind of look like ray-bans but they're not ray-bans it's important to note they're not ray-bans that is so they're they are ray-bans that is his rival got it so these are ray-ban knockoffs ray stole his idea remember um after you take these and you walk by uh foster's room his room is already closed and has a do not disturb sign on it so you guess that maybe he is not there okay i stand i stand in front of the door and then i slowly lift up the sunglasses to where val's eyes would be even though it's just a glass dome Mm-hmm. Just in case they're X-ray specs, and I can see through the door. Um, roll for no, just kidding. They're not. <laughs> they're just regular ass sunglasses. So we're not gonna find out later that they have secret conductivity of some kind. No, it's just a gift from a friend, a simple, a selfless gift from a nice man. This seems fake as fuck. <laughs> this seems so suspicious. <laughs> A, I don't like him, and B, this seems bad. I don't know if to tell you, man. For sure, this it's, guy's a politician, and I don't like it. They're sus glasses. Can I turn? Sus. Danny, have a, sus. Have, a, have a DM question. Okay. Mage hand does ha- hand mage hand have to be a hand? I think so because people can see it and it like lifts things. No, I know, but can I turn it? Can I do mage hand, but instead make two floating eyeballs in front of my glass dome? No, no, that's not how that works. It's a hand. So I can't you put the s- sunglasses on my face. That would be uh, horrifying. <laughs> I'm getting um, big, since it's sus, I'm getting big imposter grant vibes. Oh, got them. They're Dang. knockoffs. So I don't have eyes or a Pirates. face or anything. I'm just, it's just a big colorful glass dome over the thing. Right. However, in my equipment, I do still have a woman's bonnet. Yes, you do. So I fashion the woman's bonnet on top of my glass dome so that I can put on the sunglasses being held on by the woman's bo- the sides of the woman's bonnet. So now there's a robot walking around with sunglasses and a woman's bonnet on its glass dome. Big E.T. in town vibes. Yeah, pretty yeah. much. They, uh, they'll never know that I'm a robot now. So bleep, bleep, bleep. I love being a human <laughs> being. <laughs> so yes. disguised, 
disguised Val, apparently, and the rest of the group, uh, you leave the Lakeshire Inn and you make the short walk back to the windowless and insignialess white marble building that houses the 16 shrines to the Overgods and the Undergods. It that still... only took us 20 minutes, by the way. I know. <laughs> it's still pretty you early in the morning. You gave us You're the one who you baited us to do it's it. It's good pod fodder. Yeah. I, li- I like having <laughs> a lot. It's good pod fodder. I like having a lot of content to have to edit down and, ch- and pick from and chew through. <laughs> it's you know, it's- it keeps me keeps me yeah. sharp with my editing skills. I mean, Danny, it's better to have more choices than not enough. Better to right? have it and so not need it. We're just, you know, we're giving you a gift. Yeah. The the gift of uh The gift of Gab. You Welcome. make the short walk. But when I'm just mm. kidding. Yeah. Wait, hold on. <laughs> Sorry, where are the horses in all this? They're still in the stables where you parked them last night. Why would we okay. walk twenty minutes when we have horses? You didn't walk twenty minutes. She was talking about real time twenty minutes. Oh, okay. <laughs> We're so funny. This is how Dungeons and Dragons works, right? Am I playing this right? Are we doing it right? You make the short walk back to the windowless and insignialess white marble building that houses the 16 shrines to the overgods and the undergods. It's still pretty early in the morning, so there's just a short line outside the building. Nothing that should prevent you from getting in soon. As you get close, you see an elf woman standing at the entrance that leads upstairs and a human woman standing at the entrance that leads downstairs. They seem to be working the doors, stopping people from entering until they are allowed. They are each wearing the same gray tunic you've seen on the other clerics and monks around the city so far, with the elf sporting the insignia of nature and the human sporting the insignia of blood. As you head toward the back of this short line, You can see the people already lined up in front of you all look prepared to make some kind of offering. There is a large bugbear holding an ornate oak chest that seems to be filled with gold coins based on how it jingles when they move it. There is an elderly but muscular human woman holding a sword that is radiating light from its blade. There is a young dwarven couple holding a glass vial filled with some kind of green liquid. There is a half-elf bard in what you can guess are his fanciest clothes, quietly muttering to himself while tuning the strings on his lute, and on and on and on down the line. As you approach your spot in the back of the line, who do you see in front of you? Why, it's none other than Foster Grant in line for the Pantheon. Today, Foster is wearing a short-sleeved gray checkered button-up shirt tucked into khaki shorts with white socks halfway up his calves, white tennis shoes that you could have sworn you saw the New Balance logo on, and, of course, sunglasses. He is holding a rectangular white box in his hands, but when he sees you approaching, he gets excited and, like, shifts shifts the box over to, like, under his arm so he can wave at you with his right hand. And he gives you a big dad wave, and he says, Hello. Well, there's my new friends all ready to face the day. Looks like we beat the rush, huh? Hey, Foster, love those glasses. Are those Ray-Bans? He Oof. he actually uh, kind of scours a little. He kind of starts to talk and then goes, uh, like, you, like you've given him a shallow cut. No, no, man, these are the originals. Come on, you recognize quality when you see it. I know you do. And he looks and sees uh, Val wearing the glasses, but not the other three of you. And he says... Uh, Oh, not rocking those shades I gave you yet, huh? That, that's fine. Save them till later when the sun's higher in the sky. Get the maximum use. Smart. I like it. I like it a lot. That's exactly what we were doing. Yeah, I could totally tell. 
you guys plan stuff out in advance. I love it. Real, real thinkers, real academic yeah. types. I'm into it. You really got us there. Uh, the line moves forward a little bit, so everybody kind of shuffles forward, and he turns back around. So I never asked you what you're uh, planning on offering up there. Uh, I don't assume it's your little robot friend here. Am I right? Am I right? Ah, I'm just joshing you, chum. And he does a he goes for a move oh, like he's gonna. No, thank you. He goes for a move like he's gonna tussle a little kid's hair after like a tease. Uh, but then remembers Val doesn't have hair, so he kind of just taps the, I guess the <laughs> bonnet now, the the bonnet on top of the glass dome, uh, just kind of rubs it a bit. Val does the same thing towards his, I guess, stomach is what Val would reach. Okay, kind of pushes a little, a little harder than they should have, probably. See, so you, you you jostle him a little bit, give him a little, yeah, a little, yeah. But I'm a but I'm a, a, a uncoordinated little machine made for yeah. war. So I may have pushed him back a little bit, kind of hard by accident. Yeah, Not you really go to accident. you go to return this gesture, and you uh, you knock him back a little bit, and he kind of stumbles backwards into the person in front of him. Is this big uh, this big orc holding like a a gold <laughs> necklace? And the orc turns around and growls, and Foster goes, "Oh, so, sorry, bud, just messing around with my chums here." <laughs> He's such and- a wiener. Emphasis on the chum. He uh, he holds up the the box he's holding. It looks like a, a box like a dozen donuts would come in in you know fantasy donut time, I guess. Fantasy donuts. I've got all my sunglasses prototypes in the box here. Just gonna show them to the overgod of knowledge. Explain my situation. Hopefully they'll show me the way or give me a blessing or something to make this business really pop. What are you guys offering? Uh. Well. Funny enough, we're actually offering a a brand new box of sunglasses ourselves. Oh, you got some other models in there? You're not you're not buying yep. from my competitors, are you? We sure do. We're actually gonna be uh, uh giving these as an offering as a way to tamper out the competition for you. He thinks about it for a second and he goes, "Well, that's your work, I guess." I, they they'll see they can maybe compare my glasses to your glasses and see the quality difference. Smart, you guys, you guys are really onto something here. You think you know a person and they just sure constantly thing. surprise you. It's it's great. Every day's a journey, you know. The awkward silence does not seem to affect Foster as much as it affects <laughs> Daniel Barkley, the DM, looking at his friends not participating <laughs> with his fun character. Um, but but he's good. I turn to the group. And I say, in a hush-whispered tone, so that Scott Grant... Foster Grant. Foster Scott doesn't Foster hear freeze. what we have to say. Foster, Dairy Queen doesn't hear what we have to say. Yeah, Foster turns around because the line's moving forward again, so he turns around to, to move yeah, up. Yeah, perfect. Move and along. I Nothing whis- to see here. Whisperedly be like, so guys, what are we going to give them? 100% the glasses. Right? Val's back apartment prangs open and Val reaches back and grabs a handful of berries that are now all smushed and kind of funky smelling and then holds them out and sort of like seeking approval from the rest of the group. So, shitty glasses and some squished berries. So Val points ahead in line to see the bard who's like tuning his lute and notices that they also accept song. So Val, with one hand, uh, Val drops the gross berries. With one hand, does a, a very, very miniature light show with uh, dancing lights, just like basically for us in the huddle to see, while also... Let's get this party started. Like, I can give them a show, 
a performance, perhaps. I notice that I have a satchel full of stolen treasures from an encounter on a bridge. And I suggest, I say to the group, would a pearl necklace and two gold teeth do anything? You guys, I think I got it, actually. And um, Stephanie pulls out the angry doll, uh, the angry doll that she got from Remedy, because it's from the place that this feast was happening in this god's name. And is like, I mean, this has, I mean, this is from the place that we're coming here to talk about. And so, like, maybe this will, I mean, look at the tag right here. It says uh, Harvest Festival. Uh, what year is it? And then the year. Yeah. And then it says the year that we all already know and don't need to say out loud. <laughs> Uh, it's a fantasy world so it's actually in letters yeah for some reason i mean maybe that'll work as you are uh debating amongst yourselves you notice that you have moved all the way to the front and uh foster has been called forward and gestured inside and he starts to walk forward and turns around and says well i'd wish you luck in there but i feel like you're not gonna need it and he gives you uh a point and then he uh pulls down his glasses slightly to give you a big wink and for the first time ever you see his eyes He's got uh, nice brown eyes, actually. And he gives you a, a quick little wink, and then he turns and disappears up the stairs, and you are next in line. Oh, my God. What if he was, like, a god incarnate? Like, you know, just, like, coming to chill? And, like, this we whole just, thing like, was a fucked test. his whole thing. Or, like, we just took advantage of this poor guy. Oh, my God. He is the over-god he- of feast? Fuck. Okay. So after Foster is called in, a few more minutes go by, and then finally the uh, elf woman with the nature insignia standing in guard of the, uh, of the upward staircase turns and looks at you. And uh, first she kind of points to the the opening downstairs and the opening upstairs, like, like back and forth. Like which one are you going to down or up? We point up. She nods and she steps aside and she kind of sweeps her arm. Like go on in. Okay guys. I mean, let's do it. And you have entered the Pantheon, the actual real Pantheon, not just the city named after. Hello, my name is Danny, and I am a Dungeon Master and the Dungeon Master for the Quest Friends Forever podcast, the one you are listening to right now. Let's start real quick by telling you about the Nostalgia Network, www.thenostalgianetwork.com. That's our podcast network that we own and operate. That's where you'll find shows like Nostalgia, where Eric and Jessica talk about movies and remakes and all kinds of fun stuff through a queer and feminist perspective. You also find the Lousy Advice podcast where Eric and his band Lousy Advice talk about music and bands and songs and all kinds of music related stuff and make lists and it's a lot of fun and they have cool guests and it's great and you'll love it. We'll also be adding a fourth show to the lineup in November. It's the show we've kind of been teasing here for a while. That'll be Eric and Jessica and one other new member of the Nostalgia Network family. We'll be talking about a beloved television show that'll be launching soon. I will announce it here when we have it, whenever we have an announce date, a release date, what have you. Um, Yeah, it'll be fun, and I think you'll love it. While you're waiting for that hot announcement, why not pass the time by giving us a like and a follow on your social media app of choice? We're on Instagram, we're on Twitter, we're on YouTube, we're on TikTok, kind of. There's an account there you can follow, at least. Um, Yeah, we'll be posting stuff there. We post new episode announcements and sometimes some cool pictures, like when we hang out together in person, which we got to do again recently. Of course, COVID safely with masks and 
vaccinated and all that fun stuff. And since you're on the internet anyway, why not give us a rating and a review on your podcast app of choice? We love giving you choices, but if you could give us a five-star rating or a review that says we're, of course, hilarious and great and cute, all that fun stuff, those things really help. They drive traffic. They get the downloads. You know the drill by now. You've listened to a podcast before. Maybe this one, maybe another one. But either way, you know the drill. So uh, if you did that, we would be very, very grateful. And it would be very nice of you. And we would say thank you from the bottom of our hearts. And we will say thank you. That's what I got for you today. Let's see what the future holds for our group of travelers. See you in two weeks. Bye. You go up a staircase carved from the same white marble that makes up the building itself. The staircase is enclosed all the way up with a torch on the walls every few feet to keep it pleasantly illuminated. The incline of the stairs is a gentle one, and the passageway is wide, making this an easy traversal. It takes you about a minute to climb up the stairs, and in that minute you pass a handful of other people making their way back down, but there is plenty of room for you to pass them going the other way. These people have a lot of different ranges of emotions on their face. Some of them are smiling, Some of them are weeping quietly to themselves. Some just look down at their feet as they walk. But they are all headed out. And you finally reach the top of the stairs. These stairs end directly in the center of a perfectly square room, roughly a thousand square feet in size. Like the rest of the building, the interior here is all white marble. You spin around to take in your surroundings in the center of this room, and you see there are eight heavy-looking gray curtains hung in every direction around you. Each of these curtains is emblazoned with the symbol of one of the eight overgods, indicating the shrine to each individual deity is right behind it. Each curtain also has a gray-tuniced cleric or monk standing in front of it. These attendants all stand perfectly still and are looking straight ahead, possibly unblinking, you aren't sure yet. And right now, you are currently the only people in this lobby-esque waiting area outside of the shrines. What shall you I, do? And I'm going to send you a picture of the area again. I like that you had to write what the lump next to feast is. Oh, yeah. Because it's a Look, cornucopia, but, you know. It looks that like a looks penis nothing like a cornucopia. That's why I wrote the word so you can tell. You're welcome. That's called it good looks storytelling. like a whale. It looks like a mushroom penis. Maybe some people eat whales or mushroom penises. You don't know. No, 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 no. It looks like That could a be penis. a piece for someone. It looks like a very... Looks like okay, a very sick penis. What looks like a very sick penis? My drawing a of a cornucopia on the on the feast. Oh, I said the, it looks like a whale. And then David said it looks like a diseased penis or something. No, I was looking oh. at the, the middle bottom for nature. It looks like a it looks like a penis, but like with somebody who has an infection. Oh yeah, nature looks like either a dick or it looks like um like a Wario <sighs> nose and mustache. It's goddamn oh, it! Oh <laughs> yeah, that's actually way closer. It's a tree. It's a you got to spin it upside Man. down. Nature. That's, Man. You have to spin it to see it. That's upside Nature. down. Nature. Yeah, that, it's a tree with some birds. That still doesn't look anything like a tree, Danny. Okay, what? that looks like if you turn it upside down. Now it's Wario, but he's crying. Listen, <laughs> of everyone on this pod, I am the least artistically inclined. <laughs> so maybe, maybe one of the artists on the pod would want to make this real. Make this for real. <laughs> no, I'm kind of taking the Wario stash. Okay, all right. 
So you are in the center of that. Uh, so you're facing, when you come up the stairs, you're facing the top middle, which is light. So what and do you do? And this is a waiting area, right? Uh, it's more, it's kind of like a lobby. Yeah. With, so there's this kind of this general kind of buffer waiting area. And then there's the eight curtains in, in the corresponding directions. Uh, I'm going to walk over to Feast and okay. kind of check it out. So you uh, go to the bottom left of this room and you approach the curtain. There is a, of course, a cleric standing outside this curtain. It is a half-elf man wearing a gray tunic with the uh, the signia of the feast, the cornucopia, on it. And he looks at you, but does not move and just awaits. Is there a door behind the curtain? Is that the idea? With you the cannot see yet. Okay. It's a very, it's like a, it's like a heavy, like soundproof blackout kind of curtain situation. Okay, but there isn't, like, another room that we're going to go into after that. Like, it's not like, okay, this is a waiting area. And then around the corner, that's where you go. Okay. Danny is shrugging. I'm shrugging. So it's great, uh, great audio. Yeah. Okay. Um, Should we just walk in, walk to the curtain? Do you want to touch it? The cleric's in the way, right? Yeah. It's like a bouncer situation. Okay. Okay. Um, <laughs> we wish to feast. <laughs> Is what I say at the cleric. He looks at you and then looks at Stephanie and looks at Ellie and then looks at Val kind of like, huh? But of course, doesn't say anything. No, he, he doesn't. Not with Val. So oh, nobody noticed. This whole, nobody noticed. But while you guys were walking over to the feast, Val was perplexed and walked over to love. Oh, okay. Something about something, something about that particular curtain is drawing my attention. And as a confused used to be war bot now suddenly wanting to seek love in the world, uh, Val is just by themselves going over to the love curtain and just standing there. And I, I assume there's also a cleric standing in front of that curtain too. Yes, there is. I walk up to the cleric and I say, hello. They look at you. And then a pause. Yes, apparently. And then, <laughs> and then uh, quietly, so I'm actually going to turn this down. I feel like I should be I should be respectful in this great hall of the gods or whatever. Greetings. I am a Varian Alpha Psionic Altonian Lexo Transceiver Unit, model number XFCED001. But you can call me Val for short. It's great to meet you. Does Val have a volume knob that they can control? You don't know that. And I mean, okay. kinetically, I think we have done that already. Oh, no, 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 because yeah. we've done it when you've been far away, and we've done it where you have been uh, muffled. Oh, that's right. Oh, yeah, that's right. But so maybe just now is the first time. But Val never bothered to deal with it before. Okay. Did you want? Did you want me to be quiet at some point? Uh, no, no, no. I like the idea of you just having one volume, and then like, but you can control <laughs> it. But you just don't. You, you just don't never try. do. Just now <laughs> is the only time that you do. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I like uh, that. Fine. Uh, the the cleric listens to your your greeting, Val. And they reach over and they grab the edge of the curtain in front of the the love shrine and they pull it back a little bit and they look at you as if asking you if you want to go in. Sure thing. And they wait for you to go in then. I, I take a step forward to go in there, but then I pause just as I was walk in and then I turn around and I look at the guy and I say, So long. And then I walk in. So nobody oh. noticed Val just completely watching this love curtain, love door by themselves. You can say bathhouse. <laughs> okay, <laughs> you're allowed. You're allowed to say that. You can say that word. Okay. So as Val <laughs> walks into 
Wow, uh, behind, <laughs> behind the love curtain. Uh, that is when the cleric in front of the feast curtain pulls back theirs for the other three of you and motions as if you can go in if you want. Stephanie goes in. We can leave our friend behind. Do you guys notice that Val's gone? This is happening concurrently is how I see it. So mm-hmm, it we is. are talking to the person while you are talking to the person and you talk to everybody. That's fine. Um, so I wasn't worried. And then I turn around to see if you're there and I see you going in the other room. I'm just like, <laughs> well, okay. Uh, Val's gone. I guess we're doing this. Are, are we, we're all three going, right? Jared, are you? Okay, I'm. I'm, I'm coming going. with. I'm. We're. Yeah. We're. We're going into the feast. Let Val have a good time wherever they end up. <laughs> I say, <laughs> one way or another, we're all going to meet back up. I'm sure. Okay. Okay. Wow. Okay. So Stephanie, Jared, <laughs> and Ellie go behind the curtain held open by the cleric of feast, and on the other side of this curtain, there is uh, another room. There's a. It's a square room again. This one is smaller than the lobby. Uh, This is about the size of the hotel room you were staying in last night. So it's pretty small. It is lit with torches on all the walls, in addition to rows of candles running along the base of the walls to the left and the right when you enter. Straight ahead along the far wall, the symbol of the Overgata Feast is carved intricately into the marble, a huge symbol of the cornucopia that takes up the entire wall from the floor to the ceiling. On the floor in front of this symbol are a variety of what you can only assume were offerings from previous visitors. There are closed chests of varying sizes, ranging from bread box size to very obvious treasure chest size. There are jewels and jewelry of all varieties. There are works of art, ranging from paintings of landscapes to cross-stitchings of the god symbol. There are a handful of weapons and tools strewn about. There are bouquets of flowers, potted plants. There is a large, fully cooked and uneaten turkey on a glamorous silver platter. There are a few animal skulls, a few human skulls, folded up pieces of parchment, glass jars with strange liquids, on and on and on and on. As you take a few steps into this room, you hear the curtain slide close behind you. What do the three of you do? Okay. Um, I have the angry face doll okay. and with the tag, with the... Uh, Maiden Remedy. Uh, Harvest Festival, Maiden Remedy. Uh <laughs> And I walk up to like the edge of the gifts, wherever they are, and I hold out the doll, kind of like Simba style. That's what it looks like uh, you're doing, yeah. Hold it out and say, uh, we need your help. Um, is this, am I doing this right? Is this how I... You're doing great. Just keep going. Okay. El- okay. Ellie's um, on the other side of you from Jared and it's like, um, yeah, I don't, this seems good, I guess. I don't know. It seems ceremonial. Okay. Um, still holding it up. Um, we were in remedy for the harvest festival, your harvest festival, and everybody disappeared. Everybody's gone. We don't know where they went. They just vanished into thin air. And um, we are worried about... Um, yeah, we're we're worried about them. We want to find them. They were nice people. They, it was it was a fun time, despite you know this. Uh, I mean, we kind of look alike. Me, like we did the thing with the face, and but like, and then I hold it back up. Um, but 
something happened and we think that maybe you can help us? I mean, like, it happened kind of on your watch, right? Because, like, I mean, this was a whole thing for you. And then, and so, I mean, maybe, I don't know, we thought maybe you might want to help. Is this still okay? Am I still? Yeah, I don't, I mean, I don't know how this works. So, sure. Okay. Um, We need your help to find the people of Remedy. This offering is from one of the nice people that no longer exist. I tap on your shoulder and I'm like, hey, could I could I jump in and just say something real quick? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Here, take the doll. Take the doll. Okay. And I, I give t- him I, the doll. <laughs> I take the doll and I hold the doll up uh, the same way and I clear my throat. <clears throat> and I say, please. Ooh, and then I go ahead and good. give back that's the doll. <laughs> Thank good. you so okay. much. Ellie goes, yes, um, it's good to have manners. That's good. <laughs> we we want to help these people. Please help us help these people who loved you with their entire existence. Um, yeah. I don't know how this works, so I'm gonna put this down right here. It's go it's gonna and um am I and do we sit? Do we wait? I, okay. I put the down the doll down and um like nicely and gently um maybe like there's like a a treasure chest or like a pile of jewels and stuff I'm like yeah yeah could have put this on here cuz you know um and then i'm going to sit down i'm going to take out uh the pearl necklace in my pocket and i'm going to attach it to the neck of the doll as just like a little topper Ellie sees jared add something to the doll and she goes oh uh, oh shucks. Um, uh, maybe I should too. Uh, and she ruffles through her pockets, and all she can find are the sunglasses. In her <laughs> in her panic of like patting herself down, she takes the sunglasses and she puts them on the doll as well, and then stands back and then thinks for a second and then bows, and then stands back up and looks at Stephanie like I I don't know maybe. Oh oh that's a good idea. And then so I was sitting down cross legged. So instead I'm gonna sit on my shins. And and I'm gonna kind of like bow half my body. Ellie does the same thing. Jared, do you bow too? Yes. So the three of you lean forward to bow as you presented this <laughs> sunglassed pearl necklaced doll. And about ten seconds pass of literally nothing happening. And Ellie oh, no. Did I do it bad? Did I do it bad? Ellie is still bowing forward and she's like, uh is it not not enough? You then hear a voice from behind you. Waiting on feast, are ya? I turn, turn around. around. Standing there uh, between you and the curtain, so in the room, but the curtain's still closed, you see a gnome. This gnome has uh, a big belly, like a jolly Santa kind of belly, and rosy red cheeks. They've got shaggy black hair down to their shoulders. And big, black, bushy eyebrows. And they are wearing a plain brown tunic standing there looking at you. Okay, so it's just me standing there. (laughs) After a second, the gnome uh, smirks a little and walks forward into the room. And without addressing you again, they walk right past you toward the uh, pile of goodies on the ground. And they start just kind of casually leafing through the things that uh, have been offered to this overgod here on the ground. 
Uh, they lean down and they pick up a pile of jewelry, kind of looking at each one for a second ponderously, and then just tossing them back up in the air, going to a different spot. Just going through, opens one of the chests, it's full of gold coins. They kind of go, uh... and they close it. Uh, eventually they see the, the cooked turkey, and they go, ooh, and they run over to it, where they just reach out a bare hand and tear off a hunk of meat and pop it into their mouth. I'm... I thought this was like a private session kind of thing. Was I mistaken? I might have. Um, who are you? This is going to be great who audio. Who are you? Uh, with a mouthful of turkey meat. I, I, I was going to do the chewing. I went to the chewing noises. Imagine the, the voice is chewing because it would be uh, not fun for people to listen to. Denny. What? Better podcasting. Go to your kitchen right now. Grab something to eat. Uh, well, no, I only have crunchy things nearby. Uh, that's not what turkey sounds like. I don't have any turkey. It could be old turkey. It could be old turkey. It could, it Put could like be. a piece of bread this in is, your mouth, is, Danny. How long has the turkey been there? Turkey. We don't know. Hang on. We don't know. So we're going to do some Foley work here. Danny is eating bread. Yeah, this is a private session. What do you mean? I cannot understand you. Um, can you repeat that? <clears throat> they say i said you're right this is a private session are you the, the are you the over god of feast as you are asking uh the gnome reaches another hand out and grabs another slice of meat just rips it off this bird and goes because otherwise this would be very um disrespectful and we might need to stop you but i need to make sure who you are first because um i i jump this is in awkward and- I jump in and I'm like, I don't know. I kind of love it. I hope he's just off the street. See, this guy gets it. But they <clears throat> finish chewing Jesus. It's a, it's a They're chewing on Jesus? <laughs> I mean, this is his body, right? Um, they finish chewing and they do a big uh, comical gulp as they gulp down the turkey. And Burp they... on pod. Burp on pod. Oh, no. Okay. The, the gnome <laughs> extends a hand. Out to uh, just the group in general, a greasy hand now, and goes, feast at your service. Wow. Um, that worked. Okay. Um, hello, protector of the forest, Stephanie. And I stick out my hand. You uh, shake a greasy meat hand. Uh, I jump forward and I say, uh, my name's Jared. I'm the hot one of the group. Well, all right, he says. Uh, you know what hot means, right? Sure, that's the temperature. I like my food. But just kidding, you know, I'll, eat, I'll eat anything. I bet you will. Uh, and Ellie kind of does a, another bow. Uh, Hi, I'm, I'm, I'm Ellie. And he just kind of looks at her and goes, uh, great, cool. Uh, and then turns back around and grabs another hunk of meat and starts chewing again. Okay. Um, did you hear what we said? Did that work? Did Did you here like about about remedy and all of the like we were at the harvest festival and um yeah suddenly everybody except for us disappeared and it was really scary and weird and we want to find them yeah i heard i heard that part um and uh they sit down on the ground uh still in arm's reach of the turkey but now they are sitting cross-legged on the ground so um yeah i heard all that what do you um what do you ask of me what do you need me to do about it I mean, it wasn't. 
No, you, you, you go. No, you. I'm sorry. That's so rude of me. You go. Oh, I'm sorry. No, I didn't mean. I mean, your 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 feast your your feastiness. I jump. I jump in and I say, "You need to fix it. Fix what? Bring the people Wait, back. Was that you? Did uh, did did they make you angry? Because I mean, like we we can we can work something out. I'm sure. No, I don't remember uh, making a town disappear. Wait, h- hang on a second. No, that that happened. That festival happened. Wait a minute. You did it. Remember, you, you, you got the gifts and you did the exchange anyway? After everyone was gone? I remember that. Yeah, you upheld the tradition. It was great. But everybody was gone. Yeah. I kind of tuned out of that part because the festival was, was over. Um, Like it was like immediately after. There was like some skeletons came to like, then they were like roughing things up. So like we very heroically jumped into action into action and saved people and um uh, then we went to find a bone daddy and well that um, all seems out of my jurisdiction uh right right absolutely but it's it's relevant because then when we came back which was only like an hour or so later um everybody was gone every ev- everything all of the animals all all life except for the the fauna i'm sorry except for the flora there you um, go. Everybody was gone. Don't let everything. Don't let when, nature hear you get those mixed up. They joke. Oh, oh my god. Oh shit. Oh my god. Uh, the gnome finishes chewing and thinks, and they go, "All right. Um, there's there's like a lot of festivals in my name. I I'm not really super present around when they're not happening. Um, let me see what I can do. Hang on a second. And Feast closes their eyes. And then a few seconds go by and they go, oh, yeah, there they are. Right there in Remedy, right where you left them. What? No, they're gone. No, I'm, I'm, I'm looking at them and, um, oh, wait, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on a minute. And they scrunch their eyes really tight, like they're really trying to focus on something. And they say, that can't be right. Why Why am I seeing this? Hang on a second. And Feast simply vanishes into thin air. There is no sound effect. There's no puff of smoke. They just blink away. I turn to Ellie and I'm like, do you think that nature heard me mix up flora and fauna? Like, that is so embarrassing. <laughs> that is so embarrassing so for like, just like an, a druid elf, but also for the protector. Ah, oh, man. Ellie pats you on the shoulder, and she says, I- I'm sure that the overgod of nature has their own thing to worry about. They're probably not listening. I, I hope. If they are, um, we, we love you, I, I guess. And we're sorry. And we're sorry for everything. I don't know, just in case. And thank you for everything. While Feast blinks away, Val, what's going on? What are you doing? Uh, what's my motivation? Yeah. So Val, you have. Well, first Val of all, I'm a robot. And, <laughs> yeah. So jot that Val down. Val is lost in the universe of love and hate. It is confused and wow. Uh, well, uh, very sm- vulnerable at the moment. Smaller, and- smaller scale than that. So, uh, yeah. you enter the curtain of the Overgod uh-huh. of Love, and you also yeah. find yourself in this square room about the size that you were staying in last night of the inn. Mm-hmm. There are torches on the wall. There are candles along uh, along the ground. There is also a variety of offerings 
here uh, on the on the floor against the far wall, and up against the wall, we see the symbol of the Overgod of Love, which is of course a heart that is etched into this marble. How many sex toys are in front of the Overgod? Um, real quick, real quick, what is our target audience for this podcast? Are we shooting wait? Are for, there uh... are there sixty nine of them? Ooh. Hang on, hang on. There are five sex toys yes. among this pile of offerings. There's also a variety of potions. Again, there are big chests of gold. There is some locks of hair. Dirty panties. Uh, hang on. No dirty panties. Uh, are there that's nasty. feet feet portraits? There is actually a very intricate, detailed drawing of uh, orc feet. You see. Mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. Val picks up the the orc feet drawing, and is sort of emulating what an art critic would be doing. Mm, yes, yes, mm, yes, five, mm, magnificent, yes. But what do you Wait, actually say? Does, a little robot that doesn't know what doing. But what do you actually say though when you do that? Hello. Val oh. walks over to what I assume would be the. Uh, Whoever dropped off these goodies was really into BDSM. All right. And then opens up one of the many chambers on, on Val's chassis and pulls out a neatly folded, brand new, never been used before pair of uh, leather armor clothing. Okay. Because I have I have leather armor yes, you do. In, in my equipment, but I'm a four foot tall robot that don't need no leather armor that's correct so these are literally brand new store bots never been used before 100 percent genuine and just takes out the neatly folded i assume would be a pair of pants and some type of shirt made out of leather and places them next to the leather clad dong of whatever is on the table right there so where did you get the armor val I don't know. You gave it to me my entertainer or my and my uh i know but tell me where you got it i know i gave it to you because i'm a human dm but where did you get it in the game oh um, I got it as a tip one night while I was DJing at the club from a very wealthy, super stoned, like eyes wide open, rolling so much Molly going on at this discotheque club that they just gave this to me because I just, I just made their world from a party monster. Yeah. Like, but like a literal monster though. It's like a, it's like a big yeah, yeah, yeah orc yeah. or something. Great. So you give this uh, sweaty orc armor, sorry, brand new, never before used, wink, armor, and you set it down in the pile of offerings? Yes. Okay. And what then what do you do? Well, and then I, I go to the center of the room, and I turn left, and then I turn right, and then I just pause, and then I just sort of sit down on the ground, and I sort of hold my hands together, sort of like I'm just waiting now. You don't say anything? No. Uh, Val, you should and then roll. I start, and, then I start, and then I start just like kind of like a board. Now I start playing with dancing lights from one hand to the other, sort of keeping <laughs> myself entertained. Why don't you roll a charisma roll? Mm, that's for a 19. Holy shit. 17 plus 2. Val, as you sit here doing your little idle dancing lights show for yourself, nobody appears in in this temple but you notice that the heart that is carved into the wall starts to kind of light up somehow even though it's made of you know marble like from the the parts like the parts that are actually carved out like that part the outline kind of starts lighting up and you hear a voice 
Val, in your mind, processor, CPU unit, inside, sure. inside. It's, um, it's, it's, it's traveling across my bus. Okay. And <laughs> same. This voice says, well, aren't you interesting? Oh my goodness. Val kind of like stands up really quickly, kind of shocked. And then kind of like quickly, like to the left and then to the right, swirling around trying to figure out where that voice came from, even though there's nobody else in this room. There's nobody in the room. Hello. The voice says, I've never gotten a visitor without their own heart before. Oh my goodness. Still confused by the origin of the sound, Val starts kind of wandering around the room, not really aiming at any particular area. Hello. Hello. The voice says, What are you after? And then I notice that there's a glowing thing on the wall. And I stop, I stop, ooh, and I pause and I look directly at it. Greetings. I am a Varian's Alpha Psionic Altonian Lexo Transceiver Unit, model number XFCED001, but you can call me Val for short. It's great to meet you. The heart starts kind of like pulsing on the wall. Like a, actually, kind of like a light show, now that I say it. Hey. And you hear the voice say, Touch it. Oh, my goodness. Sure thing. And then Val scampers over there like an excited kid, and then whack, immediately touches the wall. So you kind of you kind of uh, kick aside some of the offerings on the ground. Some of the sex toys go scattering, um, and and the other ones too. It's not just sex toys. Come on, let's be adults here. Sure. And sure. you. Yeah, there's like flowers and yeah, things. there's flowers. There's, like, actual there's, love yeah, stuff. Actual, yeah, actual real yeah, nice let, stuff. Yeah. I was being yeah, a gross be girl. I recognize that. Yeah. Okay, it's been a long day. Okay. So the nice this ones is a too. Sex positive podcast. Yes, uh, and. All the beautiful offerings, regardless of shape, size, and uh, depth, and yaw, wink. Wow. Um, <laughs> all the beautiful gifts, they get kind of kicked aside as you scramble forward, and you put your hand on the wall uh, in the heart. Sure thing. So you feel something, Val. There's kind of this uh, energy emanating from this wall that touches uh, your your would-be hand, I guess, as you put it on the wall and then starts to move up your, your metal arm towards your, oh my towards your body and your torso. And the voice says, No heart, but still wants to love. And this... Don't worry. You can trust me. I'm friendly and approachable. And this energy washes over your torso and up through your glass dome and down to your, your legs. And you feel all tingly all over, Val. The, the, the green glass dome now suddenly becomes a very blush, sort of rosé red some kind, kind of, of color. Some pink... Yeah, kind of pinkish, kind of almost like an embarrassed, but also, you know, <laughs> kind of kind of color. If that's a color, then that's what color Val's Dome is. And the energy kind of tingles a little bit on you, and then it just eventually dissipates and fades. And the voice says, Well, go forth and love, then. Thank and you for your assistance. You've been a great help. And Val, you have received a blessing from the overgod of Uh-oh. love. What does that mean? You now have a feature called uh-huh. Captivating Touch. Uh, oh, so we're like, we should just talk to all of these fucking gods and get all let's of- Let's go to every room. All of let's the go blessings. to every room. So on this yeah. list, mm-hmm. there's a, a feature in the middle called Channel Divinity Captivating Touch. Okay. You get that now. Okay. Uh, cool. So you can, you can use your Channel Divinity or Blessing from a God to captivate a creature. As an action, choose one creature within five feet of you. This creature must make a wisdom saving throw, and on a failure, that creature is captivated by your style and grace, and they have disadvantage on intelligence, wisdom, and charisma saving throws for 10 minutes, as well as on attack rolls against you. So I can do charm person whenever I want? 
Uh, well, it's once per day, but uh, okay. it's not quite charm person. But uh, you can do that by touching people now. You have captivating touch, Val. It's what you just have Sweet. been blessed by. Congratulations. So Val's still standing in front of this glowing heart in the marble. The heart fades as the energy uh, dissipates okay. in you. And then I'm still standing there. I'm not leaving. And I'm saying, how can I help you today? Simultaneously, while Val is receiving the blessing of love, back in the feast shrine, feast themselves blinks back into existence right in front of the three of you, Ellie, Stephanie, and Jared. It's been maybe 20 seconds since they blinked away. And Feast reappears in the exact same spot, sitting on the ground near the turkey. And they look a little confused. And they go to reach for a piece of the turkey, but then they stop and they kind of put their hand back down and rub their hand on their pants. And they go, hey, so quick question. And I think I know the answer, but I don't get out into the mortal (laughs) world a whole lot. So you never know. Uh-huh. When you were there, um, how many remedies were there? Like, remedians? Like, the how many townsfolk? No, like the city itself. Oh, what? Yes, one? dimension play. <laughs> one? 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 You, one? Yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. that's what I thought. Um... Because now, um, there's d- two. I I can see a remedy that is deserted, and I can see a remedy full of people, which apparently, as I'm you sorry? already know, isn't really how things are supposed to work. Where is the second rem? I'm okay. There's a second remedy. Where I guess so. Is- where is the second remedy? Because I mean, like, it's not right there. Like, I was, I was right there. I was there, and it's not there. It's not on like this plane of existence. Yeah, I'm seeing it in the exact same spot. That's, um, that's why I thought they were still there. And um, this is kind of a weird feeling. I don't really get stumped very often. I mean, we could always go next door. Knowledge is there, right? We could just call call them up. Well, see, call them. See what's. Seems Maybe. a little, seems a little rude to just say to my face like that. Um. Oh, I mean, you're, I, I, you're stumped. I'm stumped. Uh, I mean, that, all, all brains are 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 beautiful. Are, exactly. Um, I would say I don't think my confusion is related to my field. Um, I'm not sure somebody else would know a whole lot more. Uh, we're all a little bit kind of, you know, sort of all seeing a little bit. You know, I mean. I'm mostly food and harvest and stuff, but I still know things. Come on. Come on. So, uh, yeah, there you go. So, how do we fix it? How do we, how do we get to the second remedy? Oh, was there an old lady with a cane, like a white cane, like chilling the mayor of the town? Uh, Just want to make sure it's the same remedy. Hang on. And Feast closes their eyes again and scrunches them up really tight. And then 10 seconds go by and it's awkward. And Ellie goes, "Um, sorry. And then Feast opens her eyes again and says, yeah, there's an old lady. She doesn't have a cane. She's uh, inside sewing something. 
everyone in town seems to be uh being put to work there uh, some of them a lot of them are blacksmithing weapons some of them are crafting some of them are training in combat and there's a lot of soldiers around what kind of soldiers where are the soldiers from <sighs> hang on Shuts their eyes really tight. Don't let this scene end. Just keep asking questions that are going to answer everything that we ever need to know about this world ever. And then we'll just keep doing this for the next five episodes. Feast pops her eyes open again. Well, they've got black armor. That's that's it. No insignia. Just really, uh, really menacing looking black armor. I mean, not menacing to me, but I, I assume for, for a mortal, it would be quite, quite a sight. Nice save. And it's in the same place. Like the town is in the same place. But there's two of them? Is that yeah, what you're saying? It's for me they're the same. But there's just two. And I'm not sure what's And Fee stops talking. And they snap to attention all of a sudden, like they heard something, even though none of you heard anything. They hold up a finger, telling you to wait, and they disappear again. Uh um. Uh, maybe maybe they went to look for more clues, Ellie says. This is weird, right, Jared? Yes. I'm I'm thinking it's dimension shit. Well, I don't know if he would say dimension shit. Oh, oh, shucks. Does this have anything to do with your dreams that are like, have you seen your gnome, uh, gnome Halfling. friend? Halfling. Halfling friend? Halfling. No. Uh... Because that feels not- real, right? That's like a, maybe that, maybe it's connected. Maybe it's. I think it's that, or I'm just have like a really super duper brain. <laughs> okay. I mean, I guess that's a possibility. Ellie says. Yeah. I mean, it's real to me for sure. Uh, who knows? Can you, can you blink your eye or can you like close your eyes and do the squinty thing and see far away? Can you do like what feasted? Try it. Okay, let me try Let's it. see how good your brain is. Okay. I close my eyes. I squint. Okay. Um, I'm seeing there's there's like a, a silver, uh, like a silver landing. Um, it's a tray. It's a tray full of breakfast. I'm seeing a tray full of breakfast. Are you just remembering your breakfast? Ellie says. I'm just I'm just remembering my breakfast. <laughs> I would like more of that, please. That was so good. Um, yeah, maybe maybe we can and Feast pops back. Uh Feast is now standing behind you, back by the curtain again, and they clear their throat. <clears> throat> hey. So you guys look like maybe you've been in a scrape or two before? I've been known to scrape. Great. Um, small issue. It maybe looks like darkness has possessed a mortal downstairs. And there's a bit of a situation. So I was wondering, since since we're friends now, right? <laughs> they laugh nervously. I was hoping <laughs> you could go down and maybe see what you can do about that. Oh no, did they possess fucking jerk glasses dork? <laughs> <laughs> That's his name, jerk glasses dork. <laughs> can we can we like 
continue this after we deal with the thing though can you like maybe like find out some stuff oh also we don't have to kill this person right like is there do you oh. have any details yeah so basically just stop them from uh making a disaster out there me and the others are gonna go into our our little plane you know where, where we like to hang out and we're gonna try to find darkness there and stop them in there because that's where they're um possessing from but and here, oh, in the, cool, cool, in the, cool. here in the mortal world, we want maybe to not have a lot of damage here around our, our sacred, our sacred uh, shrines. Maybe, you know, cool. that, well, we got we it. We, we got don't really it. have we guards will... to call upon. So we'll meet back here when, when we're done. Oh, that... we'll, we'll find you. Don't worry. We, we kind of can do oh. it. Okay. Okay. So it's just like right out that door downstairs. Yeah. Down, right? down, go yeah. downstairs. Yeah. Down. I gotta, I gotta get to the, the group. So good luck. Is there, okay. wait, um, sorry. Oh. There's a lot of like, uh, like <laughs> monks here and like, I don't want them to think that we're just being assholes. Is there some, uh-huh. some sort of something that we could be like, Hey, no feast asked us to do this. We're cool. We're cool with feast. Uh, pretty sure they'll let you try to stop the, the person making a mess downstairs. Cause it's bad. So also which door should we oh. enter? Uh, just go out the curtain and then down the stairs. It's literally the only door. Okay, there's okay, only well, one door. Okay, we'll see you in a bit. Okay, but what if there's uh, okay, more here than one? Oh. What if there's more than one door? What should we do then? I, I that would be incredible. I mean, normally I would say that's impossible, but now I see two cities in one. So who knows? Huh? But I really need to go. Okay, okay, bye. Okay, so just the Is one that, door before before nope, before nope. before Feast leaves. Val now comes into the room to meet up with the friends and then walks up to Feast Greetings. and says. I am a Varian's Alpha oh, Psionic Altonian okay. Lexo Transceiver Unit, model number XFCED001. Oh, no, okay. But you can oh, call me Val us. for short. It's great to meet you. This is Val. I remember. How can from... I help you today? I remember the How can I help right, you we'll, today? Hello. We'll take... Hey, Val. Uh, we gotta go. So, uh. Don't where... worry. You can trust me. I'm friendly and approachable. <laughs> where Val came in, Val kind of uh, shoulder checked the, the monk guarding, guarding the curtain. So. Not on purpose. Yeah, just out of excitement. So yeah. the curtain is open and the monk is like peering in, looking kind of pissed off. And uh, the monk holds up their hand uh, or their wrist and like taps where their watch would be. Like, all right, you guys have been in here a while. Like, But does he see Feast Val before run- Feast blinks away? Feast is gone. Val goes okay, up to let's go. the monk and then because the monk is like sort of tapping on their, their watch, Val reaches up and grabs the monk's hand that he's pointing at. And... uh. What was it? Uh, captivating touch on the monk. Okay, that's a new thing. I gotta try a new thing. So what do I do? Uh, so you touch this I... monk, and they become captivated by your style and your grace. And they cannot speak, but they look at you, Val, and they give you a they give you a wink. They go, and that was me winking for the listening audience. As we we so th- at this point we're all leaving. We're passing the monk. Yes. I whisper to Val, I say, ooh, someone's got a crush. Val's, uh, I didn't say that Val's dome went to green again, like before, but it did. Okay. But then it went right back to that same blush color. And Laugh Val out says, loud. As you scramble away from this waiting area and hurry down the stairs, you can start to hear some yelling and some commotion coming from outside as you get closer. When you reach the bottom and look out, you notice that it's much, much darker than it was when you went inside just a little while ago in the morning. You look up from the ground and you see the source of this problem. Floating about 50 feet up in the air is a figure. This figure is wearing a short-sleeved gray checkered button-up shirt tucked into khaki shorts, white socks halfway up the calves, 
white tennis shoes that you could have sworn you saw the New Balance logo on, and of course, sunglasses. The man known as Foster Grant has his arms raised to the sky, casting spheres of pitch black magical darkness into the air to block out the sun. He glances down to see you run out of the building, and you hear him chuckle, though it doesn't sound like his usual laugh that you've now heard a lot of times because he's a jolly dude. He takes off the sunglasses and throws them down in your direction, where they hit the ground and break apart near your feet. When you look back up, you can see that his eyes are open, but they are now completely pitch black. Roll for initiative. This podcast has been brought to you by the Nostalgia Network. Visit the NostalgiaNetwork.com for more. Hey everybody, I'm Eric. I'm Shelby. I'm Jake. And we are the band Lousy Advice from the Lousy Advice Podcast. Come listen as we draft artists and genre-centric best-of lists. With the help of our closest friends. These lists are canon. And there's not a goddamn thing you can do about it. From misfits to share. Green Day to Gaga. Or Pup to Paramore. Listen to the Lousy Advice Podcast now or else. Stream us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, the Nostalgia Network, or wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget that we are the band Lousy Advice, and this is our podcast, the Lousy Advice Podcast. The Lousy Advice Podcast? The Lousy Advice Podcast. Podcast. Podcast.